Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Connect on blogtalkradio.com. Catch us on the web at umconnect.info. Well, welcome to this latest episode of Connect. I'm Michael Rich, the Web and Communications Manager for the Western North Carolina Conference. Today, we're looking back at Annual Conference 2015, and especially on that first night of last year. I had Amy Coles in the studio, and Drew McIntyre was there by phone, and we talked about the clergy session and that first day of elections for clergy delegates to General Conference. This was the very first time that Connect was live at an event, and it was a whirlwind evening. So listen to this first part of the conversation. Well, welcome to this special edition of Connect. We're live at Lake Junaluska. It's 5.30 in the evening, and the clergy session just let out. I'm waiting on Drew McIntyre to move over from Stewart Auditorium to our communications room, but sitting with me right now is my district superintendent, Amy Coles, and this is Drew calling right now. So uh, he's just going to have to come along. Oh, what a day it has been. It has been a long day, Mike, but a good day. It has been a good day. I'm thinking, uh, well, I was here at 7 o'clock this morning, and I have been doing something since 7. I believe that I now have 12,000 steps on my little pedometer, and so I've got my exercise today. Well, I began the day at 7 o'clock with the clergy women, the women in ministry, and we had breakfast together. Um, but I've been sitting a lot, so I'm hoping to take some of this dinner hour to get in some more steps. Well, good. And uh, we're not going to keep you very long. Uh, but uh, one of the reasons that Amy Coles is here is because during elections this afternoon, uh, she was elected second as one of our general conference delegates uh, the Reverend Kim Ingram, the conference secretary, got elected first. I invited her to the show, but I think she's training someone at 5.30 and another group at 6.30, and I said, just take a break. <laughs> It'd be good for Kim. So I am glad you are here. Um, it's quite a thing, and now that you guys were meeting at 7 a.m., I believe that you must have done very well together because I am counting one, two, three, four women elected out of the first eight eight on the uh, ballots. Is that correct? That's correct, so far. And uh, it's a very interesting group. We've got uh, a deacon, an elder, another elder, um, um, Inyang Lee. Uh, She's an elder. She is an elder. and and she, yeah, so Asian American. She actually grew up in Korea, right? And then uh, has moved over here. She's been serving at the St. Paul's uh, Church over in Asheville. And I was trying to remember, she's on the moving list. She is. She will be moving to Cokesbury United Methodist Church in Charlotte oh. um, as the bishop fixes appointments on Sunday. Oh, that's great. And then you have been my superintendent now since uh, 2012, and you are moving to become the uh, assistant to the bishop come July the 1st. Absolutely, yes. And you've already uh, packed your things and... Uh, uh, you are uh, going to be living in Charlotte, and uh, so I know that that move is already right there. <laughs> it's coming up faster than I want it to, I think. <laughs> I understand. So uh, of this group, let's go ahead and talk about the election. So 
um, this has been different this year. Uh, all the clergy have been doing this electronically. And, um, you know, after a couple of early uh, takes, I think that we've done very well. We elected eight in the first nine ballots. That's right. And um, I can't say that of all the other conferences that I've been listening to that I've seen that many that quickly. And so we've done very well there. But what do you think the experience has been of using electronic devices? Well, I think they're easier to use than filling in those bubble sheets that, mm -hmm. that we've done before. And I actually remember the day that we uh, wrote, hand wrote the ballot, and then they took it over to Terrace Auditorium and to tore them up and um, spread them out, especially for that first ba ballot. So right. It, it's been quicker. It, we've got a quicker turnaround. And so it's been a great experience, I think, so far. Well, good. Um, yeah, I, I hate to say this. I've only gotten to vote one time. Mike. Yes. But doing all the work that I've been doing, uh, I, I was able to get in on the first ballot. And amazingly, of the eight, I'd already picked five. Good for you. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, there were a couple of surprises there, but uh, for the most part, um, I was right on target with the rest of the folks. And, um, and you and Kim were my first two. Well, thank you. So obviously, uh, I, I was picking pretty well there. So um, let's see. Um, somebody just called me on Skype. I've got to see what that's all about. Okay, Drew McIntyre uh, just called me on Skype, but I can't talk to him because I will lose my connection. So um, what I'm going to do is have Liz come over here. And Liz is going to get him to call in, or at least she'll talk to him. So here we go. Ah, technology is wonderful. Technology is wonderful. We can connect in any way we need to. We, we can. I, I'm just having a hard time figuring out my phone right now. Liz is going to call uh, Drew at the top number, and we'll see if we can't get him online. While we're doing that, I, I will say I've been very proud. I think we are electing a diverse delegation that yes. represents well the Western North Carolina Conference, and certainly we have some incredibly important work to do. Oh, um, no doubt about it. in Portland, so um, I'm looking forward to working with all these folks. Yeah, I, I look at the group, and you've got um, downtown churches, rural churches, uh, men, women, um, the races. Uh, so it has been interesting to, to see this take place. And, um, you know, what I'm surprised about is the number of votes. You know, I think 700 and something was... The, the total number, and how many clergy do we have in the conference that could be voting? Oops. Oh, oops. <laughs> I think well over that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well yeah. over that. I know that we sent out a lot more information than seven, 800 clergy. Right. So um, what will be interesting tomorrow, because the lay folk always turn out numbers, it will be interesting to compare the numbers of uh, clergy and uh, otherwise. So... Um, uh, we, that that should be interesting in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so they have 51 uh, candidates that have gotten in the book and stated that they you know, would like to be delegates to general conference. Ours is so much different as clergy. Um, 
I, I realized that there were other groups that were getting together and talking about who they wanted to go, and um, and I'm certain that the uh, women clergy group did. But well, and actually we didn't. Okay. Um, one of the things that we we did talk about was just the importance of lifting mm-hmm. women that that people felt you know called and that, that felt would be represent as well. But we don't come up with a list. Okay. We just we just talk about communicating with each other and um we've been asked a lot how do you how do you do this and what we say is we have breakfast together okay i've got drew on the line here i'm going to bring him in drew mcintyre are you there i am here okay i'm sorry that we missed you i hope you've got a few minutes to talk with us i've got a few minutes happy to talk okay so um i have amy cole sitting next to me i'd invited her so that has been very interesting uh, to have her as a part of this group and talking about the uh, the delegates we've elected so far. So tell me, uh, from your perspective, what do you think is going on? I, it's, it's hard to say. It looks like a, a good uh, diverse group. It looks like a, a mix of, of church folks and, and staff folks, and uh, I think it's exciting. I, the electronic thing is exciting. I only have one vague memory of doing it the old-fashioned way with the cards, and this uh, mm-hmm. feels a lot more efficient, and I think I only messed up a few of my own ballots, so that's pretty good. Well, that is good. Uh, I, um, I I keep wondering, you know, I've never seen us get close to 100%, but uh, I don't know that it will be possible with these devices. Maybe if we're only voting on one. Uh, we did do 100% <laughs> earlier with one. So did maybe. we do that? Okay. So, but yeah, well, that, it's the kind of that thing that is amazing vote. to me. What was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's, I said I think that was the ice cream vote that was 100. percent Oh, <laughs> ice cream vote. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, I can't imagine you know strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla not being voted <laughs> the top three. But, I know. Uh, well, I was offended though because I, I'm a uh, I'm a mint chocolate chip guy, and uh, or the peppermint, and the peppermint was uh, dead last. So I. I felt like an outlier, but that's the story of my life. You are an outlier, Drew. So, but I am so glad to have you, and uh, you know, at least we're going to get you across the table from me the next time that we can. This was a weird day, in that uh, the clergy session we had no idea how long it would take to vote, and I think the original schedule that uh, Bishop Goodpastor gave me said we're going to get 13 ballots in before dinner. Ooh, ambitious. Um, yeah, that was really ambitious, but we did very well. I mean, I don't know yeah, that we, we could have done much better. Um, I know that uh, there was one extra little report that was brought in when John Boggs and Luke Lingle gave that uh, bid on Haw Creek uh, Commons. But other than that, we followed the exact list. We just got through with all the questions earlier than I had imagined we'd uh, get through them. So, um we actually, you know, covered all the business we planned to, and uh, voting just took a little longer than we imagined. But, I mean, getting down to these last ones, I, I get all the ballots uh, sent to me um, so that I can post them online, and I want everybody to know that they can go on the ac2015.org website, and we will have all of the ballots posted. And, oh, good job. Uh, and so that's been a really good thing. And um, those that have been elected, we have special news stories there, and you can find out just a little bit about uh, those that have been elected um, right there on the AC 2015 news. Um, 
But it's the kind of thing, I get these and I post them, and in the last three or four ballots, I was getting them before I could even walk across to Stewart. And so I just wow. stayed put in my office, and, uh, and Kim Ingram would send me an email saying, guess what? Ballot such and such <laughs> has been read. And um, that saved me from going to 15,000 steps. Amy and I were talking. Uh, I've already got like 12,000 steps for the day. Uh, just back and forth between here and Stewart. So um, it's doing well. So um, let's get some impressions. Uh, well, neither one of you are ancient clergy. I'm ancient clergy. I've been around <laughs> since 85 in this system. And uh, Amy came in in the 90s. 92. And you were just ordained when? I was ordained in 2013. Okay. You are a young clergy, um, so let's uh, get some impressions. I, I was thinking we'd have a few more younger clergy on the general conference group, or at least competing, but we haven't seen as many young ones as I thought. Uh, what are your impressions there? Is there something uh, about being young? It's just a little harder to get on the ballot and a little harder to get I in that top 100? or? I think so. I, and there, there were, I think, I was doing some figuring with a, a fellow young clergy. I think there were about seven of us on on the initial 100 that were young clergy. Okay. And um, I think part of it is, you know, conferences do it different way. In some conferences, the clergy uh, can openly campaign, and then some, like ours, it's it's discouraged. And my my uneducated guess uh, from not doing this a whole lot is that. Uh, in conferences where there is no outright campaigning, what, most of what you're left with is either the kind of, you know, backroom phone calls or just name recognition. And I think if it's mm. name recognition, that's going to really mitigate against young clergy uh, having a chance to get those kind of top vote counts just because we haven't been around long enough to be known. So it tends to be people in large churches, people that have been around a while, uh, you know, conference staff, those kind of visible positions. And that's just difficult for anyone that's only been in the system I mean, my, going into my seventh year of ministry, it's just hard to compete with, with that, um, you know, from a vote-getting perspective. That's that's my two cents. I'd be curious to, to see what y'all think. Yeah, I, I want to see what Amy thinks about that one. I think what Drew said is, is right in, in some ways. I think a lot of it is name recognition. Some of it also, um, you know, I think sometimes there's, um, with, with tenure and with um, – Age comes wisdom, and so I think sometimes also people are looking for who's who's been around enough to make some informed decisions. But I want us to have some young clergy because we definitely need to hear that voice. And so um, I'm thankful that that Jeremy's a part of that. And my hope would be we possibly would elect another young clergy sure. to our delegation because um, certainly they have a voice that helps us as, as the church moves forward. Well, looking at this group of eight that we've elected so far, of these, how many have been to General Conference before? I'm curious. I'm thinking all of us. Okay. And I mean, Jeremy and that's Sam. That's my impression. Yeah. Uh, yeah now, I'm not sure that Sam has been before. He would be the yeah, one that I have. Might have been he a was, jurisdictional. I finished jurisdictional okay. delegate. Yeah, that, that seems right to me as well. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I do think there's something. Now, that was something that happened during the clergy session today was that uh, the Langfords uh, stood up and said, uh, we would like to turn our votes in because uh, we've been 
several times. And uh, let's get your impressions on that. How did that sound to the, the clergy? You know, coming from, from my perspective uh, as a young clergy and certainly knowing Andy and Sally and having a great deal of respect for them, it was, to, to my mind, a very magnanimous move to say we've, we've been plenty and Langford has been there for, gosh, maybe since the United Methodist Church began. Uh, to stay, you <laughs> well, know, not that life. long, but I think uh, um, between uh, he and his father, there had been one of them there since 76, I heard, or 72. Yeah. That, yeah, well, not quite was, as old uh, as Methodism, know. but it's a long time. Well, but United Methodism is 68, so it's not that far off. That's I've been to, true. I've been to most of the general conferences, so uh, that is so true. I know. I just I was uh, I was very impressed with that. I actually thought we'd see some more of that. We didn't see as much maybe as as I was anticipating, but uh, but I was I was very impressed with that, and I'm pleased it shows a lot of maturity and, and kindness on their part on their part to make some space for some others. It felt to me like a passing of the mantle. That they that they felt like that they were ready to pass it on to the to the next generations or the next generation couple of generations. And so, um, you know, while I've certainly appreciated their wisdom and and the way that they've led the church, um, it was it just was a poignant moment. Okay, we're going to take a break now, and here's a word from Sally Queen from our conference staff. My name is Sally Queen, and I'm the Associate Director of Ministerial Services. By virtue of our baptism, we are all called into ministry. This call is being faithfully lived out in the communities of Western North Carolina as people of all ages participate in building God's kingdom. Others are responding to God's call to license or ordain ministry by committing to faithfully lead our churches in vitality. All who are called are using their talents and gifts to follow Jesus, make disciples, and transform the world. The United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina is a ministry of the church for the church whose mission is to build the church for generations to come. We fulfill this vision by investing in people as well as helping churches and related institutions invest the financial resources that God has given to them. My name is David Snipes and we look forward to the day when you give your United Methodist Foundation a call. And you can find out more about the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina at the sponsor page on our show's website, which is umconnect.info. Well, we're going to get back to that conversation from Wednesday evening of annual conference in 2015. And I I found that first section very interesting, uh, looking back on all those that we elected that have already been to Portland and been a part of that business. And so... uh, here now the second part of um, those interviews with uh, Amy Coles and Drew McIntyre. I, I've been doing these elections since I, I'm, I'm trying to think, 85. I wasn't allowed to. I was uh, just ordained a deacon when we had the old system, and so I was not allowed to participate in elections, but we did elect that year, and I, I saw it at work. And... Uh, it has been amazing. You know, one of the biggest things that has changed from 1985 to 2015 is the dress of clergy uh, at annual conference. <laughs> I am just completely amazed that uh, because we were all in, in suits and ties and just sweating with the windows open at Junaluska, and you know now uh, it's not uncommon even to see a, a, a DS and a golf shirt and and sometimes shorts by the end of the week. 
and I'm uh, very impressed by that. But uh, um, you've just been in since 2013. Um, What are some of your impressions? uh, Well, you've been in seven years, and and you were actually allowed to vote in one of those years because of the way the rules have changed. Um, And the way you voted that year was... uh, um, through the bubble thing, um, using the yep. card. And that's always an interesting thing to me. Um, that's all I knew. I went through um, a couple of elections, one in Mississippi where I was in charge of all the voting and all those cards, and uh, what an insane thing that was. And you know, you have a bishop on the stage telling, you guys got to hurry, but we're doing one by one, and a couple thousand cards going into a machine. Cool. And, Oh, it was insane. And so I look back and say, wow, I'm glad times have changed and we're using the electronic devices. So, um, But looking from a younger perspective, what do you see um, as um, a future for um, general conference elections in this conference or maybe nationwide? I mean, uh, things have changed a great deal just in the last four years. How are they going to be? Uh, when you've got 10, uh, 15 years in ministry? The, I think the trend is going to be to be interesting. I have friends in, in other you know, smaller conferences. We're one of the larger delegations, of course, because we're one of the larger uh, conferences. And I have friends who, you know, they, they only elect, you know, four people for uh, for general and four for jurisdictional. And I think right. when, you, when you, the numbers get that small, the stakes change so much. And I think that's what we're going to see. You know, according to trends, we're going to see smaller and smaller delegations at least in the u.s and so i wonder if if it makes the stakes that much higher and the uh the, the dealing and that kind of a, that kind of thing but um but it's certainly very very interesting i think um, portland's going to be fascinating and um i think we're sending a slate as people who will be able to communicate uh, with a wide variety of folks which is what's necessary at something like a general conference uh people that are mature and, and healthy and will be able to, to reach across some of the usual divides so i'm, I'm looking forward to, to watching that in action yeah, I, I agree, and uh, we had talked about this, and we're going to try and get uh, some of your buddies uh, from those other conferences on the line uh, later in the week. Um, oh, yeah. So maybe we can do that tomorrow and uh, and call them into the show like we had to call you in tonight. Um, so, <laughs> Amy, good. I'm going to uh, pass off to you. What do you see as a future? I mean, you've you've moved through the ranks. You've been a pastor. You've uh, been a DS now. You're going to be a conference staff person and assistant to the bishop. Um, what do you see as the future of uh, of general conference delegations from Western North Carolina? Well, I I think Drew's got the right idea. I mean, it, it seems like it's going to continue to de- decrease as the church grows across the world, and particularly in Africa and then in, in the Southern Hemisphere. And so one of the things that I think we're going to have to continue to look at and struggle with and think about is how we can be more representative as a worldwide denomination. Mm. And so it, it will be important for us to continue. One of the things I've appreciated about Western North Carolina is that we have certainly elected a, a representative delegation, at least as long as I can remember. And I just trust that we're going to continue to do that, even if we have a reduced number of delegates. Mm, I I think you're right. Uh, What I'm going to do right now is take a short break, and we're going to hear from one of our conference staff members. We'll come back after that, talk some more, and uh, you just hang on with us here. Sounds good. 
My name is Sally Queen, and I'm the Associate Director of Ministerial Services. By virtue of our baptism, we are all called into ministry. This call is being faithfully lived out in the communities of Western North Carolina as people of all ages participate in building God's kingdom. Others are responding to God's call to license or ordain ministry by committing to faithfully lead our churches in vitality. All who are called are using their talents and gifts to follow Jesus, make disciples, and transform the world. Okay, we're back. Okay, we're back. I had to remember to hit the mute button and unmute us. <laughs> so we are back, and thanks to Sally Queen. That was interesting. Uh, she was one of our commercials. And um, she and Jim Parsons did a presentation uh, earlier today on, uh, well, with the call and vocation team on I Am Called. So um, let's hear your impressions on that presentation. So it was a great presentation, and I think it's always wonderful to remember your call and remember that God calls us all to ministry. Some of us, it's a set-apart ministry, but uh, they gave us an opportunity to share with those around us what was those first kernels of the beginning of our calls, and um, you could just feel the room change as um, as folks began to talk about that. So uh, made me remember that I need to continue to watch for people that are being called to this um, incredible opportunity and privilege. What about you, Drew? Yeah, the, the same. I, I was reminded of uh, the first person to, to tell me that I was called, and I paid no attention to it, was, uh, was <laughs> Gloria Hughes when she was my youth pastor at Clemens uh, UMC and uh, doing a youth disciple Bible study. And I think remembering that and then other people at, at Field Ed and at Seminary and in my home church who affirmed that call, uh, and how meaningful and rich that was to me. Uh, I think sharing that story and looking at the green chair and you know, hearing about that and seeing the, the hashtag I'm called, it, it just reminds us all that um, uh, just because uh, we know our call, it also gives us a responsibility to help other people determine theirs and discern theirs. And there's some really exciting things happening in our conference to help young people um, and to help everyone hear their call to ministry, whether that's a call to ordain ministry uh, or a call to the ministry of all the baptized. I agree. Um, it was interesting at the beginning of uh, the clergy session, and Ashley Crowder Stanley got up and asked us all to stand if we had done any number of things, which all has to do with call and empowering people to hear that call. I was fascinated by that in that um, you know everybody in the room is standing by the time you look at it. And it's true, over our lifetimes, we've had the op- opportunity to influence any number of people uh, to think about who they are, what it means to be baptized, what it means um, to be called. And uh, it, it amazes me every day that I'm with a group of clergy, uh, that this is our life, this is what we do. And uh, nobody would have expected that out of me when I heard the call in the little town of Elba, <laughs> Alabama. You know, they, they thought that he was certainly going to become a veterinarian, not a preacher. And the next thing I knew, I was a religion major and then a divinity student. And, uh, you know, somehow or another, those folks uh, knew that I was called and and let me know it. Uh, But uh, it surprised me more than it did them. And I I think that's what call is all about, is it is more surprising to the one being called than the ones around them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, let's go back a little bit. We don't have any exact time to finish this show, so whenever it's done, it's done. But um, 
I was wondering if there were any other impressions of the clergy session. This may have been the longest clergy session I've ever attended and been a part of um, in other voting years. I don't know that we've packed this many of votes during the clergy session. Um, but what other impressions from this day uh, um, have hit you that uh, have made you think or at least uh, cut an impression for you? Well, Mike, I I'll think we were reminded of a... We're going to let Amy go first here. I think for my part, a couple of other reminders in addition to remembering our call with both what Ashley said and what Sally and um, Jim Parsons talked about, was to to think about the ways that we're in mission and ministry. And so we heard reports from Zoe, heard reports from the folks that went over to South Sudan, and um, just just important reminders of the ways that we're spreading the love of Christ throughout the world. Okay, Drew, your turn. Yeah, yeah, I want to. I would definitely want to affirm that, and I just it's so exciting to to look at the class of, of folks that are being commissioned, folks that are being ordained, mm-hmm. to, to hear those uh, those questions be asked. You know, it brings it back for me, of course, uh, since it was so recent for me, and and that's meaningful. And those those historic questions that Wesley asked, and um, just that we get to be. You know, the wonderful thing about connectionalism is uh, we're better together than we are apart, and uh, I think we see the best of that at annual conference, and we get to hear about the wonderful things that we do, um, not as our, not just as our individual churches, but as districts and as our whole conference and as clusters of churches, and uh, it's just very affirming uh, for the for me the, the Wesleyan way of salvation and Wesleyan ecclesiology. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is take a break here from the United Methodist Foundation. We're going to come back and close it out with some uh, look toward the future of what this week has to hold. So, Uh, We're going to hear from uh, David Snipes. The United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina is a ministry of the church for the church whose mission is to build the church for generations to come. We fulfill this vision by investing in people as well as helping churches and related institutions invest the financial resources that God has given to them. My name is David Snipes. And we look forward to the day when you give your United Methodist Foundation a call. Okay, and one of the ways that you can find out more about our show's sponsors is to go to the show's website, which is umconnect.info. And uh, we are podcasting all of the evening shows that we do this week, and you'll be able to hear them. Um, I don't know how many people are listening live right now, but... Uh, They're probably getting dinner, but know that this podcast will be available uh, forever and ever on the umconnect.info site, but also at iTunes, and you can go to iTunes, and it's with the Connect Radio Show. So um, we're through with clergy session for the day. It's been a long, tiring day. Uh, We're not through with annual conference for the day. Um, in just a little while, we'll come back to Stuart and have opening worship. And that's usually one of the big grand moments for me. Um, uh, we sing the grand old hymns. Uh, uh, we hear good preaching, and then uh, we also share the bread and the cup. And for me, that's one of the most important services of annual conference. And this year we have Bishop Siwa from South Africa preaching. And you'll be able to catch all of this live at... Um, um, our streaming site. It's actually off of com, but you can easily go to the website for the rest of the week, and everything that happens in Stewart Auditorium, it will be streamed live, and you can hear it. And um, 
and know that uh, Bishop C. was sermon. As soon as we can get the text, it will be up online, and you'll be able to purchase videos, that kind of thing. But um, let's hear from the two of you. What are you looking forward to in the rest of the week? Certainly tonight's sermon and worship service is a highlight for me, too. But there are also other wonderful worship that we'll have. We'll um, celebrate licensed local pastors, and we'll have a commissioning service. The ordination service is, is one of my favorites. We'll recognize those who have joined the church triumphant, and that's a, a high and holy moment, and then the fixing of appointments. So that's the part of annual conferences that I look forward to, is just our, the opportunity to worship together, to be in fellowship, to be connected to one another and to God. Okay, how about you, Drew? What you looking forward to? I, well, I'm coming at you live from Stewart Auditorium right now. I'm in the back watching them get set up. Uh, the communion cups are, are out front, and I'm, I'm just excited to, to, to share the sacraments together. Uh, I'm a big believer in the duty of constant communion, just like John Wesley was, and I'm excited to do that. And just uh, for this whole week, you know, it's such a it's such a packed week, and I'm an introvert by nature, so I'll be exhausted next week. But I just I love getting exhausted, just catching up with friends I don't see a lot, and uh, going to ordination celebrations and breakfasts and lunches and just um, and all the wonderful stuff in between the worship and the reports about our ministry and uh, I just I love annual conference I'm excited to be here and excited to see what happens the next few days. Yeah, when I'm on this end where I'm doing all this production behind the scenes and uh, walking many miles before the day is over, um, I'm not as fascinated about this part of annual conference. But when I do get to go to worship, when I do get to uh, see all my friends, and you know, when we sing that first hymn, and uh, you realize that, wow, for a long time we've been apart, and I haven't seen many of these brothers and sisters in Christ since last year. What a powerful thing it is to come together and, and be God's people together. And, um, and so it is an exciting thing. And so one of these days I'll get back to where I just go to annual conference as opposed to being <laughs> doing all this stuff behind the scenes. But, um, you know, somebody's got to do it. And so I'm glad that, uh, that they gave me a job in order uh, to do this. We're thankful for your service. Absolutely. So Thank I'm, you for your ministry. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that uh, we are the only annual conference in, um, in the whole world doing a live radio show. I've got to find this out, but I think we're the only ones that have done this. And I want to thank you two uh, for being here tonight and, and helping with this. Um, what I'm going to do is give you one last word each. And so we're going to turn it to the, the next assistant to the bishop. One more word. What do you want to say to anybody listening? I just want to say that I think the theme of our annual conference is incredible. Until the whole world hears, and that to me is our mission. Let us go forth and share the good news of Jesus Christ with the whole world. Okay. And you, Drew, you've got one last word. One last word. Charles Wesley's word, are we yet alive? The answer is is yes. The Spirit is moving in this conference and in this annual conference, and then the Spirit is going to be doing some, some amazing things here in the next few days. Uh, don't believe the hype. We are yet alive, and God is still working through the people called United Methodists here in Western North Carolina and beyond. I will say an amen to that. Amen. Well, uh, we've come to the close of the show. It's going to be available on a podcast uh, within five minutes or so of uh, us signing off. I want everybody to know that uh, we'll be here every night this week through Saturday. And so between Drew and me and some others, 
Uh, we've got people that will come in, and I thank Amy for uh, showing up. We used a little text message, and she showed up. And uh, Drew, I thank you for uh, calling in and and knowing that you've got an empty seat here, and we hope to get you in it tomorrow night. (laughs) I promise I've not been raptured. I will be there tomorrow night with you. Okay, that's a good thing, (laughs) because if you had been, you'd left a lot of us behind. (laughs) Oh, my. Um, And I did talk to Rennie Salata, and he and I said uh, that he would come and talk as one of the new ordinands on Saturday night. And now that I've said this on the air, he's got to come. And I know that you're standing in with him, so... As as is Amy, so uh, so we're both excited about that. We are excited and and humbled. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Wow, what an amazing thing, Rennie! You have to be here now. Uh, somebody will have to tell Rennie that he's famous on this show. That's right. So it's been good to have you guys on the show. Get some dinner, get some rest, and we'll see you at seven thirty for worship. Well, the end snuck up on me there. Um, What an interesting uh, second half of the show and the kinds of things that we are looking forward to in 2015. We're going to be doing that next week here at Lake Junaluska. And so I uh, thank you for listening to the show. And thanks for everyone for listening to us on Blog Talk Radio. This show will be available as a podcast on the Blog Talk page on the show's website, umconnect.info. And it will be on iTunes as well. And we're going to be back next week during annual conference with some special broadcasts from that meeting. And we'll always be connecting United Methodists and their stories. Thanks to our sponsors, the Western North Carolina Conference and the United Methodist Foundation of Western North Carolina. You can find out more about them on the sponsors section of the website, umconnect.info. I'm Michael Rich, and you've been listening to Connect.